Mindfulness Mode. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. Good to be here with you today. And it's it's really good to have a solo episode to be able to just talk to you and share with you some of my thoughts and ideas. As you know, over the summer, I shared every other episode as a solo episode. So had a lot to share then. And then in the fall, it was a lot more interviews and only one solo episode a month. And now it's 2024. I've said happy, happy New Year to you a couple of times. And I'll say it again because I know it's, it's just that time of year when we start to think about, hey, what's ahead? What have I accomplished last year? And what are the changes I need to make? What are some of my plans I need to make? This kind of thing. And, you know, this could be a big year of change. For me, it could be for you. It could be a, a wonderful year. That's for sure. I hope it is for you. I wish you the very best. In today's episode, I'm going to focus on Thich Nhat Hanh. And as you know, Thich Nhat Hanh is one of my favorite mindfulness people. He's a distinguished poet. He's a Nobel Peace Prize nominee. He's just such an awesome person who who lived a, a beautiful life from what I can tell. He died in 2022, a couple of years ago. He was a Vietnamese Buddhist Zen master and a peace activist. And he was one of the most revered and influential spiritual teachers in the world. You know, born in 1926, that's a year after my dad was born in 1925, he became a Zen Buddhist monk at the early age of only 16 years old. And he worked for peace and reconciliation during the Vietnamese War. And he moved Dr. Martin Luther King so much that he nominated him for the Nobel Peace Prize back in 1967. And he founded the Van Han Buddhist University and the School of Youth for Social Service. He's just done so much in his life. In 1982, he established Plum Village, France, which is the largest Buddhist monastery in Europe and the hub of the international Plum Village community of Buddhism. So he spent over seven decades teaching, publishing books. He published over a hundred books, which have been translated into more than 40 languages and have sold millions of copies. I often think of Thich Nhat Hanh when I wash dishes because one of the things he wrote about one time was about the mindfulness of washing dishes and doing those kinds of chores and how rather than looking at it as a negative task that you have to do, you can look at it as a mindful experience. And I've, I've really adapted that mindset when it comes to doing that kind of thing. But today I'm going to be sharing some poems with you about mindfulness, poems that Thich Nhat Hanh wrote. And he wrote them in a book called Call Me By My True Names. And that book was published in 1993, Call Me By My True Names. So if you get a chance to pick up that book or order that book, I highly recommend it because it has beautiful, beautiful poems in it as you're going to hear. So here's the first poem I'm going to share with you today. This poem is called Earth 
touching. Here is the foot of a tree. Here is an empty, quiet place. Here is a cushion. Brother, why don't you sit down? Sit upright. Sit with solidity. Sit in peace. Don't let your thoughts lift you up into the air. Sit so that you can really touch the earth and be one with her. You may like to smile, brother. Earth will transmit to you her solidity, her peace, and her joy. With your mindful breathing, with your peaceful smile, you sustain the mudra of earth touching. There were times when you didn't do so well sitting on earth, but it was as if you were floating in the air. You who used to go in circles in the triple world and be drawn into the ocean of illusion. But earth is always patient and one-hearted. Earth is still waiting for you because earth has been waiting for you during the last trillion lives. That is why she can wait for you any other length of time. She knows that finally you will come back to her one day. She will welcome you, always fresh and green, exactly like the first time. Because love never says, this is the last. Because earth is a loving mother, she will never stop waiting for you. Do go back to her, brother. You will be like that tree. The leaves, the branches, and the flowers of your soul will be fresh and green. Once you enter the mudra of earth touching, the empty path welcomes you, sister. Fragrant with grass and little flowers, the path paved with paddy fields, still bearing the marks of your childhood and the fragrance of mother's hand. Walk leisurely, peacefully. Your feet should deeply touch the earth. Don't let your thoughts lift you up into the air, sister. Go back to the path every moment. The path is your dearest friend. She will transmit to you her solidity, her peace. With your deep breathing, you sustain the mudra of earth touching. Walk as if you were kissing the earth with your feet, as if you were massaging the earth. The marks left by your feet will be like the marks of an emperor's seal, calling for now to go back to here, so that life will be present, so that the blood will bring the color of love to your face, so that the wonders of life will be manifested and all afflictions will be transformed into peace and joy. There were times when you did not succeed, sister, walking on the empty path, but you were floating in the air because you used to get lost in samsara and drawn into the world of illusion. But the beautiful path is always patient. It is always waiting for you to come back. That path which is so familiar to you, that path which is so faithful. It knows deeply that you will come back one day. It will be joyful to welcome you back. It will be as fresh and as beautiful as the first time. Love never says, this is the last. That path is you, sister. That is why it will never be tired of waiting, whether it is covered now with red dust or with autumn leaves or icy snow. Do go back to the path, sister, because I know you will be like that tree, the leaves, the trunk, the branches, and the blossoms of your soul.
will be fresh and beautiful once you enter the mudra of earth touching. And here's a second poem also written in the same collection, Call Me By My True Names. It's called Interbeing. Interbeing. The sun has entered me. The sun has entered me together with the cloud and the river. I myself have entered the river, and I have entered the sun with the cloud and the river. There has not been a moment when we do not interpenetrate. But before the sun entered me, the sun was in me, also the cloud and the river. Before I entered the river, I was already in it. There has not been a moment when we have not interbeen. Therefore, you know that as long as you continue to breathe, I continue to be in you. And one last poem for you today called Oneness. The moment I die, I will try to come back to you as quickly as possible. I promise it will not take long. Isn't it true I am already with you as I die each moment? I come back to you in every moment. Just look, feel my presence. If you want to cry, please cry. And know that I will cry with you. The tears you shed will heal us both. Your tears are mine. The earth I tread this morning transcends history. Spring and winter are both present in the moment. The young leaf and the dead leaf are really one. My feet touch deathlessness, and my feet are yours. Walk with me now. Let us enter the dimension of oneness and see the cherry tree blossom in winter. Why should we talk about death? I don't need to die to be back with you. Mindful Tribe, that is my episode for today. Thank you again for being uh, a listener, for being a faithful Mindful Tribe supporter. I really appreciate you. Monica, I appreciate you. Thank you for your message. And Lindsay, I appreciate you. Thank you for all your support. And to all of my supporters, I really, really want to send out my complete heartfelt appreciation and with that take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm focus and happiness stay in the mode